Happy New Year, Warrior. It is a new year, but the same pain is another frustrating fact of grief. It reinforces that it'll never be over. But I'm here to tell you that while the second year isn't the end of grief, and that little tidbit may help free you, there are changes to expect. If this is, in fact, a second year for you, or if it's the second month, it's important for you to listen today to know what to expect in your second year of grief. This is not all flowers and rainbows, but it should give you hope. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Canada, our spotlight country, this first week of the new year. And oh my, California, you just pushed North Carolina out as the state with the most downloads. It was close. I hope this is as interesting to you as it is fun for me to watch every week. You know, Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. Happy New Year, Warrior. I know it might not be close to happy right now, but something you can feel good about and be proud of is that you made it through Thanksgiving and Christmas. You made it to a new year, and that is something to celebrate. Now you have this day to make it through, and the holiday milestones will be over for a little while. Whether or not you got into New Year's before, this one is probably extra hard since you're walking into a new year that your loved one isn't. It's a year your loved one never gets to see. That there is even a 2023, that fact is a strange pain and it's an added kick in the gut. I thought the first day of 2023 would be a great time to let you know what to expect in your second year of grief. Now, some of you began listening to Grief to Great Day a year ago, and it is your second year. But some of you listening may be much earlier in your journey. The rawness of what you are going through cannot be described. You'll benefit from listening today because when you get to the two-year mark, you'll know what to expect. And until you get there, I pray it'll give you hope of a different tomorrow. Please remember this, though. Time itself, it does not heal all wounds. You can't avoid or ignore dealing with what you're going through. There is work you have to do as you walk this road out. 
Everyone told me the first year was the worst year. And in so many ways, that is the truth. Because your world has flipped and your body and mind, they are jarred into a new reality that you wanted no part of. You have the first holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. So in that respect, the first year is the worst year. But on day 366 of my journey, which was the day after the first anniversary of Monica's death, I expected life to regain some order or for the world to unflip. After all, that first year was awful. I hurt in ways I never expected. I had physical issues I never experienced, and I shed more tears than I thought a body could. And I had had enough of that crap. So imagine my disappointment when nothing really looked different. I still hurt. I still was in a lot of pain. And I was still crying more tears. And I do look back now and it's, it's a little comical because it was if I expected the clouds to part, the sun to come out, and for me to smile without pain, shame, or guilt. Why was I not healed? Why did I have to continue fighting through each freaking day? I went back to my journal because I was going to pour out my anger and fr frustration and again question God on why this was taking so long. What had I done to prolong it? And as I began reading the words I wrote one week in, one month in, six months in, I did notice a change. I noticed that I was indeed better. I was stronger and I was actually less angry at God. My questions of why were turning to questions of what to do with this experience. What I did know was that God allowed it, that God was sovereign, but I stopped accusing God of doing me wrong and accepted that what had happened, happened. I was more frustrated with the question of what to do next. The waves of pain weren't as startling, though there were some moments I still didn't expect. I noticed that I was starting to move from the pain to the purpose part. And it had begun before day 366. Now my second year, it wasn't any easier, but I was able to handle it better. So I didn't feel as disoriented. Fighting with God was put to rest and following God was awakened. Another irony was that my fight with him kept us in relationship because I kept talking with him. My fight was actually the beginning of my following. Now, these are things that you cannot see when you're in the thick of it. So let me assure you that as long as you focus on God in whatever way you can right now, through fighting or following you are doing some incredible healing work. Now, let's get to the three things to expect in your second year. So what I just shared was the first one. Expect things to not look so different. Don't look for the pain to be gone, for the crying to magically cease, for the questions to be quieted. These things will continue your second year, but they won't overtake you every single time as they used to. Progress here is not measured by a finish line of no pain. Progress here is measured by a good day, by two good days in a row, 
by more good days than bad in a week and so on. Number two, expect less help. You know, usually after the first six weeks from the time your loved one dies, your support wanes as people get back to their lives. It's a blessing to be surrounded during that twilight zone time, but it's just not sustainable for people. Don't be upset when friends and family aren't as available because it's not that they are abandoning you. They just have to return to the lives that they were already living. Now in the first six months, your support becomes almost non-existent. Again, not because people don't care, but over time they begin to think that you are better and don't need it. So here you need to be vocal. You need to share when you are struggling and be as specific as you can with what you need. This is not selfish. It's just a great way to save you and your friends frustration. They can't read your mind and they don't know how you are and what you need unless you tell them. And if you have kind of isolated yourself during the first year, you might start re-engaging with friends. So this is another transition and it too can be hard because life looks and feels different now. You are different. And your friendship will feel a little bit strange or awkward for a while. Just give it time. You'll find a new normal with them. But be patient with them and be especially patient with yourself. Number three. Now I saved the good stuff for last. Expect to begin getting stronger. To be surprised that you made it through what you have. To start asking different questions and to really listen what God is saying to you. This is a wonderful shift. I did all the talking and prayer the first year of my grief. I accused God of not caring, of allowing suffering when he could have stopped it. I blamed him for turning my life upside down and for leaving me in the wilderness, feeling completely alone and not understood. I questioned the Bible because Monica was not physically healed. I despised the word faith, and I was mad when people would casually say, Oh, all you got to have is a little faith because I knew faith wasn't so easy and sweet. It was a choice and a battle. In my second year, I accepted what had happened. Now, do not be confused. I never agreed with it and I never approved of it, but I did accept it. And after I wore myself out fighting with God, I decided to follow him beyond my emotions to claim what the Bible said and not what I was feeling. I had certainly jacked up my life in the past, so I figured I would give <laughs> I figured I would give God another chance to show me how a willing heart, a truly willing heart would transform my life. And at some point during this year, you're going to begin to feel a desire for purpose, a desire to figure out who the new you will be as you move forward. Who and how you will be are up to you. You get to decide this. Now, you may have a desire more than ever before for what is meaningful in life. And so you're going to have less patience with the petty stuff. I mean to the point it grates on your last nerve. Just that in itself is God's wisdom. And you can use it to serve God and others as you heal. Now, speaking of healing, the real healing may not begin until the second year. 
There's just so much your physical body goes through because of grief. And that coupled with what you've brought to the table emotionally and spiritually may take a year or longer to calm down to where you can breathe and you can accept. Acceptance is going to be the beginning of true healing because then you can focus on your purpose and how God will use what feels like a mess for his message. So don't be frustrated when the worst or the work of your grief isn't over in the first year. You are on the road of healing and you have passed some important mile markers along the way. You know, when we drive from North Carolina to Maryland, the road signs that tell you how many miles you have left to get there can be very discouraging in the beginning because there's so many miles. But as you keep traveling, the number of miles decreases. So for you, you just have to keep taking your steps. You let those steps add up to miles, which will get you to where God wants you to be. Don't fight them. Just keep walking this out step by step. So to recap, the three things to expect in your second year of grief. Expect things not to look so different, but remember, you're basing progress on the day-to-day. I want you to look back over time to see how far you've come. Expect less help. Now, this is where you have to be honest with your friends on how you are and what you need. This is where you have to re-engage in relationships if you have isolated yourself. And number three, expect to get stronger for the anger and questioning to begin shifting even a little bit for acceptance to begin peeping its head up (laughs) and making its way into your heart. When you start thinking about your purpose, take that as an incredibly positive healing sign. And as you start this new year, 2023, please know that life five years from now can look entirely different. That is not to say you won't still hurt and you won't still miss your loved one. It is to say, watch what God will do. He'll transform your life. He'll take your pain and he will use it for a purpose. Now your journey works or the work of your journey this week is to breathe, rest up from the holiday stuff and just be okay with where you are. Doesn't matter if you're three days, three weeks, three months, or even three years into your grief. If you have a journal, go back and read where you were. If you haven't started one, it is not too late. Start a journal and get all that mess out of you and onto paper. It's very helpful. If you don't like writing, that's okay. You could draw pictures or you can talk to a friend too. You just need a way to help you process this stuff. The word of this week is Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and create rivers in the desert. This does not mean you forget your loved one. It just means that God still has plans for you. This first day of the new year, you don't have to feel this, but you do have to be open to it. Your future, my warrior friend, can be incredible even now. How do I know? Because I've lived that. How do I know? Because God knows your name. Listen to the song of the week. He knows you 
He knows the number of hairs on your head. You are his own. So what won't he do for you? And here are other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. You're going to feel welcomed and supported by faith-filled Christian women walking out the hardest time of their lives. This group provides a place where other Christian women get it, and they will support you in a way those around you cannot. Next, if you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing, purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. Don't put this off until tomorrow. Take this brave step now. You'll do one section weekly over four weeks. It's like a support program. I want you to have time to digest and implement. The workshop gives you direction and action steps towards your healing. This is what you need in your first year or if you feel stuck. Thirdly, if you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember God holds your future. He was with you in 2022, and he is with you in 2023. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps, however small, slow, or ugly, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.